You're listening to the Encouragement Podcast from Shepherd's Fold Ministries, designed to bless and encourage all ministers of the Christian faith. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Brent Van Hook. You can learn more about us at shepherdsfoldministries.com. Today we have a special guest. It's Ernest Alexander. Ernest, thank you for being here. For our listeners, will you take a few moments and tell us about yourself and your ministry? Thank you. God has been good to me. I've been a Christian for over 50 years. <laughs> it's hard to say that, you know, but it has been about 55 years, and I'm thankful for every year, every bit of it. Uh, graduated from college back in 79 and started running around the world singing gospel music and then felt like God wanted me to do something else. Started a residential program for boys, which I led with God's help, obviously, for over 40 years. And then, about two years ago, the board and I came to the conclusion that I was tired, my kidneys were failing, and I I needed to make way in case I wasn't going to be there long for someone else to step in, and thank God, one of the young men that I had served was chosen to become the new president of the organization, and I decided to just be still for a while, and got busy, lost a lot of weight, and started getting healthy and realized I still had something to say and some energy to give. And so we are now doing what is called Life on Life Ministry. And that program is geared toward kids that are 18 and older. And as they come out of state custody, many of them come out with inadequacies and are not prepared for adulthood. So then we start trying to pass those holes. Like if they don't have a GED or a high school diploma, if they don't have a driver's license, if they don't know how to balance a checkbook, just the basic tools to live an adult life if they don't have a job or a home or, or an apartment. So we start trying to fix those things to help them uh, find their way. And that's what I've been doing for the last, oh, I'd say year and a half, and it's been going very, very, very well. Oh, we're so glad for that. We're thankful for your life and ministry, Ernest. Hey, Ernest, I'm going to raise a couple questions for you, and here's the first one. Why are ministers important? I think it's a fantastic question, and the truth of the matter is people need to know that that, that those of us who call ourselves ministers because we have degrees or blah, 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 aren't ministers because we've obtained perfection. They need to know that we are people just like they are, Many of us have lived where they live right now, and we have made mistakes similar to the ones that they have made, and that God didn't choose us because he needed us. He didn't choose us because we were special. He chose us because he knew what he had endowed us with, and he wanted to get his investment out of us, so he called us to do it. The neat thing about, though, about being a minister is you do not have to do it if you don't want to do it. God may endow you with a gift, but you don't have to do it. If you choose to sit on your feet, you know, or or take a swim in the belly of a big fish, you can do whatever you want with your gift, but you're not going to find the quality of life that you were intended for unless you fulfill the destiny to which he has called you. And I'm thinking again about Paul, the Apostle Paul, or the Apostle Peter. These men were chosen by God, and God knew very well who they were, what they would and wouldn't do when he chose them. He chose them just the same. And thankfully, he did, and many of us are Christians today because of these men and their witness. 
Amen. Amen. Okay, Ernest, well, that leads me to my next question, and that is this. Why should ministers keep going and not give up? Uh, can I tell another story? I'm probably saying way more than you want to hear, but I, I, I think this is a great question. I was running the, the first group home, and I had just gotten eight boys down to bed, and it was a quiet Wednesday night, and I was very frustrated, and I was angry because I wasn't happy being where I was. I felt God had called me at that point in time to run around the world and sing gospel music, and here he had me parenting other people's children. And I was just in a very unhappy position. And it was about probably 9.30 and the doorbell rang, and I went to the door complaining, and on the way, you know, I said to God, you know, I don't really want you to help me. I'm so tired at this point. I just prefer you kill me. And I was not joking, Brent, when I said it. I was done. I was fed up with it. Tired of being cussed out. Tired of being threatened physically. Tired of sacrificing. And I opened the door, and there's a guy, a very neat guy, who goes to the same church I went to. And he said, please forgive me, but I think God spoke to me and asked me to come and speak to you. And, of course, at that moment, I got very angry very quick because I knew that God was not going to back off on me. Somehow I just knew it. So he came in, we sat down and talked, and he cried and said, I don't know what this means, but I believe God told me to tell you to stay the course. I don't know if that means anything, and it did, but it meant a lot to me, but it did not comfort me, because I realized he wasn't going to deliver me, he was going to ask me to press through. A few days later, I ended up in Dallas, to do concerts, and on a Sunday night, a very, very, very large church, and a man and a woman walked by me and my piano player, and they kept staring at me, and they kind of confused me, and I thought, being a big black man, maybe they're uncomfortable with me being here or something, you know, but I just stood there, and the lady went by three times, the third time she stopped, and she came over, and her husband followed her, and she said, we're not from this church, sir. We're from Kansas City, Missouri, and here I am down in Dallas. And she says, we believe God brought us here to say something to you. And we don't know what it means. We'll just tell you what it is, and you figure it out. And as God himself is my witness, she said to me, I believe the Lord wants us to tell you to stay the course. At that point, I yielded. I yielded and simply said, yes, Lord. And from that point until two years ago, I, I could, whenever I would be discouraged, I would hear that voice saying, stay the course. Well, then two years ago, because I was in such bad shape physically and the board being concerned, I was asked to go ahead and step down just so we could get somebody in place. And for the first time, I did not hear that voice say to me, stay the course. And I'm thankful that I can say, over those 40 years of staying the course, I've learned things about God I could not have known any other way. And you could cut my heart out today, but you can't take from me those experiences I've had over the last 40 years. So that's that's a long way around it, but stay the course. And, and I'll say this, and I'll, I'll hush. It's important how you start but it's far more important how you finish. You start out learning as you go. 
And when you get toward the end, you still need to finish well. You may not end your career with the prominence you knew in the early years of your life, but I believe the call of God is irrevocable. And if he's called you to minister, you minister until you are finished with this life. And does that mean you're going to suffer? Of course. But it also means that you're going to experience God and people who know God reveal God. Amen. Amen. What a good answer. Hey, Ernest, before we bring today's podcast to a close, is there a word of encouragement you have for ministers today? In my heart, I know that God is real. There there are many things I'm not sure of, but I know that God is real. I know that he cannot lie, and he's a debtor to no man. He'll make it worth your while. Stay the course. Finish well. And don't worry about winning, but worry about about loving people where they are in spite of how they are. And let us not grow weary in well-doing, because we will reap if we think not. Galatians, the sixth chapter, and the ninth verse, finish with God and let God be glorified through your suffering. Those two men, Peter and Paul, they suffered tremendously. But many of us are hanging on to our faith today because of how they finish. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ernest. Thank you for your encouragement today and for your insights. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Remember, you can learn more about us at shepherdsfoldministries.com. Be encouraged today.